Shishidaji Gopalki Jai, Grantaras Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai, Guru Vaishnav Guru Parampara Ki Jai, Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Ki Jai, Gaur Premanande Haribo. Welcome. Nice to see you. How long are you here for? Oh, good. Me too. So, this morning we continue our discussion of the Brahmavi Mohan Leela, and um, we come now to the 13th chapter, so 12 and 13. These two chapters uh, are where we find the, the Leela narrative, which is, of course, then followed by chapter 14, which is Brahma's reflection upon it in the form of his uh, 30-some prayers to, uh, to Krishna. So, here we find the Baba, the Rasa, and the tattva that supports it through the prayers of Brahma yet to come. It doesn't look like we'll get through all those prayers. <laughs> uh, we'll see if we get through this, this, this chapter here. But if we turn to this chapter, it picks up a little bit from where the, uh, obviously where the 13th, uh, where the 11th chapter left off, which was, as you may recall, uh, Prikshit Maharaj's interest and inquiry has sent Sukadeva into a trance as he reflects upon what he will have to speak about and how to speak about that uh, in order to reply to the earnestness, the eagerness, um, the inquiring spirit of Parikshit Maharaj, which causes him to um, understand the bomb, if you will, that, that Sukadeva dropped by saying, and so this was... Uh, uh, the story was not told for a year later when Krishna entered this Boganda Leela uh, and at that time, as if it had just happened. And he, so basically, Prakshamar says, hold on a minute there, don't speed ahead, let's reflect on that a second. And, and uh, here we'll find that uh, as Sugadeva comes to the fore, comes to external consciousness, as we mentioned, with the help of Narada's Kirtan, um, he, he's going to praise the inquiring spirit of his student, Sugadeva. So, Sri Sukha Uvacha, Sadhupushta Mahabhava, Tvaya Bhagavadottama, Yannutanasya Shishasya, Yannutanasya Shishasya, Srinvan Apikatam Muhu. So, Sugamuni said that Sadhupushta Mahabhava, Tvaya Bhagavad-Uttama. He refers to the Parikshit Maharaj, his student, as Bhagavad-Uttama, the best of the Bhagavatas. And I think, as we mentioned yesterday, there's a a history to uh, the life of Parikshit Maharaj, which uh, points out uh, that he has a special status uh, having been saved, if you will, in the womb by Vishnu himself, Krishna himself. And so that's played out well in the course of his life. He is indeed a Bhagavat Uttam, Uttam Bhagavat. And Sugadev says that you have very nicely um 
been listening to the description of the Leelas and hearing those pastimes, you appear to be perceiving them uh, to be newer and newer, fresh at every moment. Hmm? He says, Sutam ayam sarabritam nisargo yad artavani shuti jetasomapi pratikchanam navyavad atutaschajat striya bitanam ivasadu vartha. And here in the second verse, he gives an example to help us appreciate the uh, character, the, the, this, this, this quality of Sukadeva that he's, excuse me, of Prichit Mars that Sukadeva is underscoring his uh, ability to find the narrative of Krishna's Leela, the Harikata, to be ever, ever fresh. Hmm? Whatever has been said, you're ready to hear again, and you're always ready to hear more. Hear the word used, Navyavad, as if new. There is a quality, um, and I should say it's a an intensification of the Stayibhav. It falls under the category of Stayibhav. We have the basic Stayibhavs for Shanta, Dasya, Sakya and Vatsalya. So Shantarati, hmm, Dasyarati, hmm, uh, Sakyarati, Vatsalyarati, Madhuryarati. If these are matured hmm, through the culture of bhakti and bhava bhakti, they become Shantarasa, Dasyarasa. Sometimes rasa and rati are used synonymously, but in another sense, rati comes first. And rasa, rati turns into rasa. Rupa Goswami has explained it in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu in his chapter on Bhava Bhakti, where he says that Shuddha Shatva Visheshatma Prema Suryamsu Samyabhak. Mm. The, the Bhava or Rati, mm. they're synonymous, is a ray of the sun of Prem. So if you to churn the ray or follow the ray, it leads to the full light of the sun and the world of Rasananda. Hmm. Rati is the way to enter there. And in that realm of Braj, in particular, we find that there is an intensification of Dasiras, Sakiras, Vatsaliras, and Maduras that are dominant there. Hmm. In, in uh, in the form of sneha, man, pranai, rag, anurag, mahabhav. Mm. These words that I just uttered <laughs> are in, uh, categorized within the section of the stayibhav and they constitute, like I say, an intensification of it. So relative to whether it's dasya or saki or vatsalya or madhurya, then that will that Bob will intensify. Um, just like Abhi um, Rupalaswami has given somewhat of an example that if you take cane, sugar cane, and then you uh, it, you turn it into um, gore, boil it, it turns into molasses, so it can, can condense, become sweeter and, and sweeter. Right? Rock candy is 
was, the, was I think, the final result in his um, analogy. <coughs> now we have, for better or worse, what's it called? White sugar? Anyway. <laughs> um, so, uh, sweeter and sweeter and sweeter. So there's a sweetening of dasiras in Braj and sakiras in Braj and vatsaliras in Braj up to what's called rag, hmm? sneha and rag. Now, these words, you can define them in a sentence or two, but their uh, significance is thought really to be only something that can be understood by way of entering into first-hand association of those whose stahibhav has that measure of intensification and thus enables them to participate in the Brajli. Thus, the emphasis coming originally from Rupa Goswami and Ujbal Nilmani of entering into the Prakat Leela after a successful life as, as a sadhaka, there having first-hand association with Krishna's associates where that intensification can take place, hmm? like as a kind of an osmosis or as a contagious, something like that. Difficult, difficult to um, arrive, if you will, at a realized understanding and experience of these stages otherwise. Although Rupa Goswami has labored to explain them in Ujjbal Nilamani in particular, and uh, to some extent in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, there, there in the latter book he's described uh, uh, Sneha and, uh, and Rag. Hmm? But Pranai, and also pranay, which is uh, in, 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 in dasya, in vatsali you have sneha and rag, in, in sakya you'll have sneha, pranay, and rag. But then anurag and mahabhav, these are relative to madhurya rasa, which he doesn't go into in detail in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. The chapter on Dasiras, the chapter on Sakiras, the chapter on Vatsaliras. All three of these chapters are much longer hmm, than the chapter on Madhuriras because he has given a sequel to that in the form of Ujval Nilmani, which is a rather a tome on that rasa in particular. Hmm. So there you will find a description, an, an explanation, and then an example. Hmm? from the Leela on Anurag and Mahabhav, for example, as well as the others. Um, it should be mentioned, of course, there that the Narmasakas, whose Sakiras is like yogurt with a touch of the honey of Madhuriras, they, they will also experience Anurag and Mahabhav. Now, there are divisions within Mahabhav as well, so it gets complicated. Hmm? But this is the, the, these two, Rag and Mahabhav, these are Anurag, I should say, and Mahabhav, these are subjects of, of Ujmal Nilmani, among others. It's worth noting, perhaps, at this point, that some have argued that this idea that is prominent in Gaudiya Vaishnava of, of Manjari Bhav, or the idea of becoming a handmaiden of Radha, or this form of Madhurya Ras, Rupa Goswami calls Tad. Uh, Tadbhav, hmm. Jiva Goswami refers to it as 
Tad anumodana. Anumodana means sympathetic. Sympathy is is, is synonymous uh, in many respects with empathetic. So an empathetic, sympathetic uh, kind of love. So uh, there are two forms of that basically. Sakshad and lesha. Sakshad means direct. Lesha means like partial. Direct would mean experiencing the tad anumodan bhav within madhurya rasa. Hmm. And there's a possibility of experiencing it in another rasa, a drop of it, Rupa Gautama Goswami says, a particle of it. Because hmm. we find, for example, in the Narmasakas, that's that drop of honey in the yogurt of their sakya rasa, by which, or as a result of which, their uh, sakya bhav hmm, intensifies into, into anurag and mahabhav. But the point I'm making as slightly as an aside, but it's an important point, some have argued that uh, there in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, we don't find a very compelling emphasis on this tadanumodan bhav. Hmm? Tad, that means, tad bhav means to attach oneself to the bhav of the leading lady. Hmm? Rather than trying to take the role of a leading lady, hmm? which perhaps would be a competitor, for example, with Radha, to serve her and assist her in bringing the two together. It's a peculiar type of uh, uh, romantic love in which the relationship of the, of, the, of the maiden, the Saki, in this case, it's called Sakibhav, another name for it. And there are different forms of Sakibhav. Hmm? But uh, Saki means friend. Hmm. So... In contrast to Sakibhav, there is um, another term uh, for Sambhog would be uh, Kantabhav. Sambhog means to have a direct romantic relationship with Krishna, like Radha does, like Chandravali does. Right? So this is also called Kantabhav. Now if you study Ujjwal Nilmani, you'll find that an argument could be made that an emphasis is given here more on Kantabhav than on Manjaribhav or Sakibhav. But, but you Gaudiyas at the same time say that the, the Sakibhav is the, is the best ideal. Indeed, Rupa Goswami, when he cites the two types of Madhurya Rasa in his Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, in that chapter on Madhurya Rasa, he says, and this Tadbhav, this Anumodan Bhav, this Sakibhav is preferable. This is preferable. Now, the math, if you will, to that idea, the logic to it, of course, is that no one can um, more intimately experience the rasa with Krishna than Radha. She is Mahabhav Swarupini. He's Rasa Rasa, she's Mahabhav. Everything else falls short of the fullness of her experience with regard to intimacy with Krishna, right? So, to pursue Kantabhav, you will not get as close, the math is, to Radha's experience than if you serve Radha and try to assist her in uh, her romantic uh, affairs and plight, if you will, uh, effort to 
to rendezvous with Krishna in Parakya. And because by assisting her and with such intense uh, identification with her plight and her service, hmm, then uh, her experience will be kind of indirectly uh, experienced by the handmaiden. It's so, the identification is so intense. We have an example that perhaps uh, to, uh, if we draw upon it, it can help us appreciate the idea. In Catholicism, there are some saints who, I might have, I might have mentioned this the other day, they experienced stigmatica, is it called? Stigmata, stigmata, stigmata. Uh, so they, they so much have, have meditated upon the, the, the sacrifice, if you will, of Jesus of Nazareth on the cross hmm, that the wounds of Jesus appear on their, their own bodies. Hmm. So, on the one hand, the Godias are emphasizing that here's this whole book about uh, Madhurya Rasa, and it, it would appear that the emphasis is on Kantabhav. Hmm. So, how to resolve that? Well, of course, the point is this. If you want to experience the Manjari Bab, well, you have to know what Kanta Bab is, because Radha is a Kanta. Hmm? She has Kanta Bab. Hmm? So if you're going to assist her, you have to know all about her different moods and so on and so forth. Hmm? Now, that said, of course, we have to also appreciate the fact that, as uh, Sadvi pointed out the other day, Rupa Goswami is presiding, if you will, amongst our Acharyas over Abhideya Tattva. Hmm. Abhideya Tattva means the way. Therefore, his book Bhakti is about the way, the means. In, some, in, in Sanatana's writings, you're going to find more of an emphasis on Sambandha. For example, in, in uh, uh, Bhakti Brihat Bhagavatamrita. Hmm. Hmm. Rupa Goswami is not dealing with what's what, and, uh, how the jiva is related to the Maya Shakti or not, or the Sarup Shakti. And, so on and so the, All these things are found in Bhakti uh, Bhagavatamrita. Now, who's the third? Because there's a Prayojan also, right? You get the Sambanda. That's a, like, I like to think of it as a conceptual orientation that will foster a certain type of action. If the conceptual orientation is the Sambanda, uh, that, uh, that kind of knowledge about the nature of Bhagawan, hmm, and knowledge about. Uh, his shaktis, their relationship with him, and so forth, then that's going to foster the activity of bhakti, which is going to have a fruit, a result. We call it the prayojan. So who amongst the Goswamis presides then over the prayojan tattva? Well, that is Raghunathas Goswami. Hmm. And in his works, there we find clearly an emphasis with no, 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 uh, no doubt, no uncertain terms, on the Manjari Bhav, as he writes about his own meditations hmm, and uh, extols the virtues overtly of this uh, I ideal. Hmm. So, <coughs> just a few important points to for you to consider uh, as we speak about uh, here Anurag. <laughs> so Anurag is uh, is something that comes up. I, again, in, in Ujval Nilmani, relative to, to Madhurya Rasa and to uh, 
the Bhava of the Narmasakas as well, that and Mahabhava. And what Anurag is, then, if we can try to define it, hmm, which will be limited, it's the experience that Krishna is new and ever fresh every time you see him. Now, here, this idea of Anurag is mentioned in relation to Parikshit, who, according to Rupa Goswami's explanation in Bhaktivarasamrita Sindhu, would not be something that Parikshit Maharaj would experience being a Dasya Bhakta of Dwarka in the Leela. But he has a keen interest here in the Braj Leela, so it's something like. Anurag. And we can, I think, expand the concept of Anurag a little bit to be something that largely does pervade the whole of Braj. Hmm. I mean, after all, the Leelas are going on day after day. The same things are happening. And Mother Yasoda keeps asking the same questions. <laughs> keep, keep saying, why, why don't you take shoes? Do you have to take shoes with you? Now you're going out. Mom, I told you yesterday. Why? He doesn't say that. He gives more reasons why, and the next day she's asking to take shoes. Hmm? And so on. Hmm? So, uh, Rupa Goswami hasn't addressed this, but it does seem to pervade the entirety of the Leela to one extent or another. Hmm? But it's particularly identified, as I say, with Madhurya Ras and, uh, and, and, and the, the, the Narmasakas. And some examples of it are given, perhaps a more refined and specific definition, but in a broader sense, hmm? well, Krishna's pastimes are new and fresh, and here uh, the Parikshit Maharaj, the inquirer, exhibits that taste for them. He's never tired of them. They're fresh in that sense. So it's a kind of sim- similar to, to Anurag in that sense, I- I- in terms of the, the, the technical definition of Anurag. Hmm? The idea, of course, I should mention, of going, t- participating in the, in the Prakat Leela, to have hands-on association with the Nitya Siddhas and fully develop then the, the, the Prem that is, uh, um, has been born, if you will, through in the course of your, 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 your life of sadhana. Um, there's an example I've given before. I find it useful that, that that it's said in sports that the professional leagues play at a faster pace than the college teams. And the best of the college teams get chosen to go on to the professional teams. Mm-hmm. And when they go on, they get the uniform and a number, and then they tend to sit on the bench and watch the, you know, the the, prof- the professionals and participate a little bit and they go whoa this is going a little faster here after all these guys are I was the best in my team but these are all the best from all the teams so it's it's at another level hmm. so the Prakat Leela is going at another level in terms of its full expression of itself than you could even catch up to by meditating on it hearing about it meditating on it and so forth so then you enter there hmm. And the only way that they can 
keep up the speed is to get out there and try it out and and uh, and in that association and they they get up to speed so to speak so this is the idea of course that I've also said that it's possible and we do see exceptions to this we see that Gopakumar in Brihad Bhagavatamrita he describes his, his own journey to his student Janasharma such that he went from Braj where he was living not during the Prakat Leela but meditating on it he went there directly to Goloka so somehow he was able to achieve that type of intensification Sanatana left that part out so we could say there's an exception perhaps but this is thought to be the rule in general of course some people may have a hard time relating to the idea of the Prakat Leela overall because of historical ways of looking at history in modern world don't give a lot of room for it hmm? that's that's a whole other discussion and argument but the Prakat Leela in another sense is what we find in Srimad Bhagavatam we can say it is the Prakat Leela because it is whatever was happening in Krishna's presence as reflected upon by Vyas in Samadhi. That's what he wrote about. So there it is. So Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya. An argument could be made hmm, that you could acquire that intensification through entering into the Bhagavatam itself. Hmm. But at any rate, um, here Parikshit Maharaj shows some notable on the part of Sugadev, eagerness. He's already done it at the end of the 11th chapter, as we heard. Tell me more. Don't don't stop the story here. Hmm. Now he's saying it again. Of course, Sugadev gave him a window to do that by saying that this wonderful, extraordinary event of this, the liberation of Agasura was told a year later by the boys as if it happened that day. How could they keep it inside? How could they... How could they hold on to that for a year? So Prichit Marge wants to know, and his eagerness to know is appreciated very much by Sugadev. Hmm? As he's come out of his trance, he's going to go on with the story and try to tell it. Hmm? And uh, and in the context of glorifying his student, praising his student hmm? for his uh, devotion, his eagerness, and um, his taste, which has a way of, uh, through which he perceives the leelas to be ever fresh. Again, he's fasting from food and drink. This is, he's living on these, these leelas. We know that already, but here it's being emphasized. And Sukadev gives an example. He says, your taste for this is something like the taste for people of the world, some people of the world have for... Uh, men have for discussing women. That's a big thing. I guess women have it for discussing men, you know, but that's what makes the world of uh, some star, in a literal sense, go round, right? Pumsastriyo, Pumsastriyo, Mittani, Bhavametor. Pumsastriya, the unification of these two, that are the shackles that bind us to material life. It keeps it going, samsara. So there's this, this natural, spontaneous attraction. It never seems to end. They're always ready to explore it in a new way, uh, even though it's really the same thing over and over again. Hmm? Prabhupada used to say, well, a prostitute has one thing to offer her client, but she just dresses in a different way every day, and he thinks, if I unbutton that button, it'll be fresh and new. 
but after he's through, he thinks it was just the same old thing. And she thinks the same thing. And it's just not what it's made out to be. Hmm? It's not what it's made out to be. Therefore, Jiva Goswami says, Oh, yeah, there is real rasa in the material world, but it's vibhatsa. Hmm? Vibhatsa means the rasa of disgust. Hmm? It all culminates in, it wasn't what it sounded like, what I thought it, what it, my mind made it out to be, whatever it is. Hmm? It didn't last, uh, uh, and so on and so forth. I went to the party, it was all, and then it was over, and eh, what do I do now? Hmm? So, spiritual life is not like that, and that's the point that's being made here. It's ever fresh. Hmm? ever fresh and new. Now when we have material consciousness and we hear this, we can't quite draw that out. We might become bored reading about the past names of Krishna. Therefore we need a good company hmm, to draw out all the implications and so forth and hear from someone who has some feeling for that. And then we, we can, that, that can be contagious. Hmm? And uh, we, we can get an understanding of th- through theory how it works and what are the parts and so and it's like if you were to study drama, you might get more out of a movie than someone just watching a movie. You say, did you see how he put that pot over there at that time? That was far out. No, what do you mean talking about? That's what it meant, you know, and so forth. So, something like that. <laughs> so, Raj Parikshit Maharaj Ki Jai, Sukadev Goswami Ki Jai. So having said that, he says, uh, uh, Shinu, Shinu, Vahito, Shinu, Shinus, Va, Vahito, Rajan, Apikuyam, Badamite, Bruyus, Digdesishishasya, Guruho, Guyam, Aputa. Again to the king he says in verse 3 Kindly hear from me with attention. Although the activities of Krishna are very confidential. And, and as a result, no ordinary person can understand them. I shall speak to you um, because it's incumbent, is what he wants to say, upon the guru to reveal, not hold anything back from the disciple who has the measure of interest that you have. Now, if you don't have the measure of interest, then he or she can hold back and... and uh, this is not the case with Parikshit Marj. He is like devouring every bite, digesting it, and uh, eager, eager for more. So, in this situation, this is where we have the ideal situation, Guru Shisha, and, and the result is the Bhagavatam. So it's 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 a magical uh, arrangement in chemistry. What will come of that? Mix a hydrogen and oxygen, H two O. You're going to get water. You mix the Maha, two Mahabhagwats in the form of Guru and Shishya, you're going to get Srimad Bhagavatam. It's quite an ordin- extraordinary um, result. And, and this is the potential, of course, then, for all of us, right? Uh, and so, again, he praises the disciple and says, I, you know, I, I was going to hold this back. It's complicated, and um, but you're, you're bringing it out, and it's my duty to, to explain it to you. So here we go. And many, many layers to this, as we say, because Brahma has come in, and that point has not yet developed. But it is the Brahma Vimohan Lila. So Krishna's coming, Brahma's coming, and Krishna's actually calling him. His omniscience is calling him in. It's your time to come now and become acquainted with all that Sakyarasa is about. 
And that's bewildering him. So as I said earlier, this is another way in which you could say Brahma's Vimohan. He's very bewildered with, wow, that's different. I didn't realize it. <laughs> like that. Hmm? Uh, so, uh, so he continues, therefore, anyway, the Leela narrative, Sugadevi says, Tata Gavaradam Ritya Rakshitva Vastapalakan Sarit Pulinam Aniya Bhagavan Idam Abhavit. So now, from this verse 4 to 11, there is a beautiful and poetic description of, excuse me, of the picnic, right? That's what we started. Krishna decided to have a picnic and stay out all day, right? So he rose early with excitement, blew his horn, everyone came. Balaram was preoccupied with parental affection, couldn't come and thought, what's going to happen out there <laughs> in his mind? Hmm. And, uh, and, and and off they went into, into the forest. This is a big day because they're not coming back for lunch. They're out. Of, they're going to go out of reach hmm, of parental uh, overreach, uh, if you will. And their adventures are going to only intensify, which we see in the case of Agasur. I mean, they saw Bhatsasur. They saw Bakasur. They saw Krishna deal with them, but those two monsters didn't bring themselves personally into danger. Agasura, well, he wanted to swallow all of them. So, implications, they're further into the forest, they're further into this, this Leela now, where one of, the, one of the symptoms of which you could say is, well, it's, it's the fullest expression of Rakshikshati Vishvashvo, an aspect of Sharanagati. Krishna is our protector. They have extraordinary circumstances to uh, draw upon that. Krishna's our protector. And they're convinced already, seeing him twice now, they, they just went into the mouth of Agasura, right? So, so uh, that said, of course, Agasura appeared on the scene, as I explained by the arrangement of the uh, Leela Shakti, to distract them, one way of looking at it, from their playing which was so consuming that they forgot about eating and they had gone for that purpose. Well, it was part of it, to have a picnic. Hmm? Right? So when they started to play, then they put the, their, their uh, lunch bags and sacks and hung them from trees and so forth. Hmm? When they came out of Agasura, then it was clearly time to eat. Wow, that, that was a big distraction taking us down from our playing. <laughs> Uh, we saw the heroism of Krishna. We saw the liberation of of uh, Agasur. And so you could say, there's nothing they don't know about. They're just simple coward boys, but they know about Sarupi Mukti. <laughs> what are the possibilities of that? They, like the Gopikas, and all, they underlying their bhava and their simple, coward, innocent, almost ignorant leelas. This is the end of all knowledge. Therefore, as I say, when they come to this world where there's a need of, there's no need of knowledge there, it gets in the way. <laughs> Here, there's a need for knowledge. So, those simple boys and girls, they, they exhibit it. Pujapachita Marsh once gave an example of this. He said that in the United States, he referred to at that time, you have this most powerful military industrial complex. But the way it's set up is that all that military power is hidden away somewhere. 
You don't see shot machine guns and tanks parading through the streets in the United States. Now, if you go even to Europe, some airports, they got guys with machine guns. You won't find that in the United States. A guy with a machine gun as you come in, you know, to, or you don't find parades uh, typically uh, with uh, demonstrating how many missiles we've got, how many tanks we've got. This is prominent in the Soviet Union, for example, when the Cold War was going on between East and West. Hmm. That East and West, <laughs> near, near East, I guess you would call it. Uh, or just east of, well, anyway, <laughs> the Soviet Union <laughs> and the rest of Europe. So, the Puchapachitamur's point was that when you bring out all the weapons and everything like that, it's a little inhibiting. Hmm? But if, 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 if that power is hidden, hmm, then the play can go on uninhibited. Hmm? So, it you can come to the United States, and, and you, you might go to you might go to Russia, and you find all these whatever, or North Korea, and there's parades and celebrations with missiles and tanks and everything like that, and everybody's celebrating. You might think, wow, they're pretty powerful. You come to the United States, you don't see those things, so they, and that power may not be here, but that power is there. It underlies the freedoms th that we find in terms of human interaction and so forth that we don't find comparatively in a North Korea. Hmm? Similarly in Baikunta, well, there's a lot of power and opulence. Hmm? But we don't find the same Lila Maduria, that kind of play. Hmm? Sweet play, charming play, hmm? all play. Yeah, yes, Narayan has Lila's, but hmm? not like Krishna's. Hmm? Krishna's, I mentioned to Zach the other day in answering his question, only plays. Narayan, well, uh, he's kind of relaxed. <laughs> he doesn't have anything to accomplish, but he very he's got people there who have come by bhakti mixed with karma. So the sensibility of karma, the power of that, hmm? the, that, that system is, 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 is more overt, if, uh, if you will. Hmm? There are Shantaras bhaktas there in meditation hmm? eternally. It's weird. <laughs> so the point is that the power, the power is overtly more present and it is inhibiting the kind of freedom of play that we find in Goloka, which is totally uninhibited. But it's there because there is power. That's the, by that we know there is power. That's why I say the Madhurya is ultimately the fullest expression of Aishvarya. That sweetness hmm, means power. Hmm, if you want to play, you have to have some power. Hmm, they have it. Now, again, as Sridhar said, if they, those gopas and gopis would come to this world, in Sadakavesh, in the Sadhana Siddha, what is it? Sadhana Siddha, Sadaka Siddha Bhumi. That's Navadweep. Hmm? It is a land, Bhumi, where Sadakas, Siddhas, excuse me, are in a leela in which the role they play is sadhakas. Perfect devotees are in a leela in which they're playing the role of practitioners. Mm -hmm. And by that example, we have such, uh, we, we're blessed. Mm -hmm. And they play the role pretty well. 
Therefore, they don't even know their siddhas. Hmm? They say things as if they're sadhakas. And we say, how can he say that? He's a siddha. Hmm? This is how. Hmm? That is yoga maya. That is, that is lila. Hmm? But in that lila, as sadhakas, in a world of ignorance, where ignorance presides, and there's no real play, it's only work. You escape the suffering for a moment. Hmm? You you just get relief from the from the suffering for a moment, and you call it pleasure. Hmm? <laughs> it's not the standard of pleasure in, 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 in Krishna consciousness. Hmm? Just some relief for a moment, and then it then starts to build up again. Hmm? And oh. So anxiety pervades. How will I appear? What will people think of me? What will I say? What did I say? What did people think of me? At a social level or just on a practical level, how I will provide for myself, for my family, uh, so on and so forth. And it's a struggle. It's very Darwinian in that sense. Uh, Bhagavatam says, what is that verse? Jibo jiba sijibanam. One living being is food for another. So, you constantly have to have look over your shoulder. This is ignorance. So the power of knowledge is not even there to free you from that. What to speak of it? Be retiring so that you can play. Hmm? Subo- becoming subordinate to to you to your to your love. Love is movement, free movement. So, when the Goswamis, when the Manjaris come here. When the gopas come here, hmm, well, then we know something about the Braj Lila that's not apparent just by just by reading it for the first time. Hmm. These gopis have all knowledge. Nana Shastra Vicharanikanapuno Sadharma Samstapako Lokanam Hitakarano Tibhubane Manusharanyakaro. They had a compassion for all the people of the world. Hmm. Think, thinking themselves as as one of them, hmm. in that leela, compassion for all of them, hmm. and so they drew from all the sacred texts, the knowledge that they had, just like mind-boggling, staggering, hmm. for the sake of the people, and give an emphasis, like Vyasa was was told by Nara to do, give emphasis on bhakti, which he did in the Bhagavatam. They took the Bhagavatam and churned it, churned it, churned it. What knowledge is there? Hmm? So they showed such power, hmm? such Aishvarya, hmm? Gyan Aishvarya. This is one of the, um, what are they called? Sad Aishvarya. Hmm? Opulences, knowledge. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu showed this in his childhood as Nimai Pandit, and then he retired it. Hmm? He became a Vaishnava. And then he became a sannyasi and again showed it. <laughs> his vairagya, his detachment, it corresponded with his knowledge. If you know, if you have real knowledge, then you're not going to pursue enduring happiness in relation to things that don't endure. That's a recipe for for failure. That's ignorance. So he had the corresponding vairagya, very extreme. This is a, this is a manifestation of some of the opulences of Bhagavan, which distanced his devotees a little bit from him in his anti-lila and his madhya-lila. Hmm? It's causing some distance, but it's bringing us closer. 
Srimad Mahaprabhu ki jai, Sri Krishna Chaitanya ki jai. Hmm? Therefore, Bhagavatam says, what is that verse? This is Kali Yuga Avatar, Kali Yuga Pavana, Sriman Mahaprabhu. He took sannyas and entered the forest, it means, that forest means he took sannyas for the sake of the people who are bewildered by Maya. And he set an example how to enter into the sweetness of Navadweep, how to enter into my kirtan of Shiva Sangam and experience Brajbhav through kirtan rasa. Hmm? That was a private affair. He opened the doors. Hmm? He distanced himself from his associates and brought himself closer to us. Hmm? And the associates, they, well, they had to Acquiesce to that. Vishnu Priya, okay, I did acquiesce. Yes, let it be. Hmm? Sachi, well, at least if he could stay in Puri, <laughs> something. <laughs> she negotiated. Hmm? And there, the Puri Leela's hair, from there, and that Sanyasi, the, the teachings to Sanatan, teachings to Rupa Goswami, as they're presented in. in um, in the narrative of Chaitanya Charitamrita, the conversion of Sarvabhoma, Prakashananda, Venkatabhatta, and so on and so forth. All, all the, this is, it brings us close. This is the center of the Chaitanya Charitamrita. It's, it's Maddilila. And that public life of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu drew him to the private life. It drew him, drew him within. And he couldn't come out. And we are supposed to follow that. Hmm. This is the idea, right? Hmm. Now we got all into all those. So they, yeah, so gopas, gopis, hmm. they have knowledge. When they come here, it's apparent. Hmm. What was the knowledge we talked about the other day, Udaranda Tathakur, and of the six Goswamis, we know. Just incredible. But if we don't follow that, we think, oh, they're just village girls. They don't know the Upanarad comes to educate them. Uddhava came to get, educate the gopis. He was had a message he sent by Krishna. He understood the message in a particular way. He's Shastravit. This is Uddhava. He knew all this Shastra. He was Krishna's advisor, uh, Brahmana advisor, if you will, f- f- on uh, in, in Dwarka. So Krishna gave him a message to bring to the, bring to the gopis. He, he obviously thought he understood it. He revealed it to them. And then when he did, they wrote, they spoke it back to him. He said, I think this is what it means, right? This is what you're trying to say? And his mind exploded. Hmm? Seeing their understanding of what Krishna had written to them. Hmm? And then he wandered around for a couple of months in Braj, singing poems. Shruti Bimbrigyam. This place is off the Shruti map. It's beyond the Upanishads. This place. Hmm? I wish... My bhakti in Dasyabhav, Tinj says it is with Sakya, could be intensified hmm, to the extent that the, the I see the, the, the how intense is their their bhava. I'd, if I could be born as a as a weed here, <laughs> a weed, 
and they might step on me. It would be my good good fortune. That kind of intensity would come into my my bhav. Mm-hmm. So such a special place place is uh, Brudge, mm-hmm. and how we ended up in all this. So they forgot about the lamps because they were absorbed in play, and you connected that with the house. They forgot about what? They forgot about having lamps because they were so absorbed in playing the gopas. So absorbed in playing, so rich, so deep was the play, so far gone they were. The big monster had to come to bring him out. Lila Shakti determined. Agasura. And then, so now it's time for lunch. Hmm. It's now, okay. So that's what was like, what they were all excited about to start with. Obviously there are many other exciting features of their uh, cow herding and friendly interactions, fraternal love with Krishna. And so a description then, from verse 4 to 11, of the uh, the picnic. Krishna suggested, here, look, here is a beautiful place along the banks of the Jamuna. There is sand hmm, where we can run and play and kick and fight and so forth. Hmm? Uh, uh, it's soft. And there's also the shade of some big trees here so we can be sheltered from the heat of the sun. Hmm? And in the, in the Jamuna, there are some lotuses growing. You boys can go and get the petals and make plates out of them or other plates depending on what you, what's in your bag. Hmm? How you may need cups, too. <laughs> uh, other receptacles. Use your artistic talents and abilities, hmm? he suggested to them. And so they did. Hmm? There, they, there they settled. Hmm? First they, 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 they gathered, as he said, lotus leaves, bark from trees, other, and very each one of them very artistically created different types of plates to looking in their bag what mother had packed and then how they were. So it's a huge, wonderful affair that, uh, that, that depicts their, um, their, their, their redugda, their, their artistry, hmm? their cultured, refined uh, uh, sensibilities out of nothing, practically, just from the forest. Hmm? They made an arra- arrangement, just like we saw... Uh, Y- y- yesterday we we had lunch from Mexico, hmm, cooked by um, Merlidor, and it was very tasteful, very artfully presented. Right, everything very nicely arranged, beautiful. Hmm. So you can find in you know if you go to c- the cuisine college and learn to be a cook and. Uh, it, 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 how to present it with different colors and make it appealing also to the vision and so that, it, so that it's, it's something that the, the eating becomes an affair also of the eyes, maybe of the ears, how it sounds. That's how it works for Madhu Mongol. <laughs> All of my senses are activated by this, by this Mahaprasad, every single one of them. And to capture all the senses means to capture the mind and be absorbed. Therefore, this food is rasa itself. That's his opinion. Hmm? Actually, in in in, in uh, Bhakti Sandarbha, Jiva Goswami gives a reference from reference from I think like Hayagriva Tantra or something like that, where it's explained that the food in Goloka is itself rasa. Hmm? Uh, Mongo gives a good dissertation on that. It's an extension of the whole rasa. So, so here are these boys. They they have nothing. They don't look like no certificate of uh, the, in the art of cooking, 
But and out of nothing goes from the forest. They made an arrangement of plates and just the, the receptacles and what to speak of what was in their bag and so forth that they took out from their lunch bag. You could just try to, I'm just trying to give some idea. What was the scene there? Hmm? And this is what Brahma is going to s- see this, and it would be absolutely s- s- startled, right? And they arranged themselves. Let's see what the text says here. Hmm? It says uh, that what uh, hmm? so Krishna suggests the plays and and uh, Krishna Shivishpak Puraji Mandalayar hmm? Puraji Mandalayar means that they uh, arrange themselves in concentric circles, hmm? like a flower itself, hmm? that has larger petals and smaller petals, and out and, and something like that, in concentric circles, around, round, rows and rows and rows, and there's lots of boys, right? Hmm? Lots of boys. Uh, they arrange themselves like this, and and like the world, Prabhupada describes it, like the whirl of the lotus surrounded by its petals and leaves, Krishna sat in the center, encircled by lines of his friends, means concentric lines, hmm, whose, Prabhupada says, who, who all looked very beautiful, whose, hmm, hmm, show, their eyes flowered, hmm, their eye means their eyes blossomed like lotuses, hmm, in anticipation, looking at the beauty of Krishna hmm, and the whole event, hmm, their eyes blossomed like flowers, and they blossomed also like flowers because what? Each one of them, as they sat to eat, experienced the first expression of Aishvarya in this Leela out of the preem. Well, the killing of Bhagasur was Aishvarya too, I should say the second one. This is Aishvarya out of praying for the coward boys themselves. Krishna's praying for them hmm, caused him to expand himself invisible to every one of them such that each one of them thought that Krishna chose to sit in front of me. Hmm, he's just directly across from me. Hmm. This is referred to hmm, in by Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami and Chaitanya Charitamrita. Hmm. In the Veda Kirtan pastime uh, chapter of Madhya Leela, Jagannath Puri, the Kirtan of Mahaprabhu on one day was explained. Coming out of the temple, they he divided his uh, devotees into four groups hmm, who did Kirtan. In each group there was two, two murdangas and eight cymbals, so two, four, six, eight eight drums and 32 cartels hmm. between the four groups. He appointed a dancer for each group, and this way they did send kirtan, and people were coming from from all over to see this kirtan. Hmm. Again, this was a new thing that he brought to Puri, as I said before. Chaitanya Shishti, Prem Sankirtan. This uh, was, it, was it Gopinath who, who described it like this to Sarvabhoma, to, uh, excuse me, to Maharaj Prachapurdu had never seen this kind of worship, although he'd seen every other kind of worship, because all kinds of people worship Jagannath. But this Prem Sankirtan, what is it? He said, Chaitanya it's the creation of Chaitanya. Hmm. 
Bhagavatam itself has said, Tadvagvisargo Janatagabhavipo. It's another creation unto itself. Is that Chaitanya Shishti? So, here in, people were coming and just just looking wide-eyed, like these boys are looking wide-eyed, and then the Kirtanir's eyes became even wider, because Chaitanya Mahaprabhu performed a miracle. What was that miracle? He showed to Maishvarya by expanding himself into each of the four groups. This was not during the Rathayata. That's another thing. They had seven groups then. I think he did it then too, but here, four groups. And he was in each group, and each group thought he's in our group, and each devotee dancing in each group thought, and he's looking right at me now. Hmm? And sometimes the dancing got close, and if one dancer got close to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he would embrace him. Hmm? And they all got close. He embraced everyone. Each one thought, he's looking right at me, he's embracing me. And he was embracing all of them, looking at all of them at the same time. And Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami says, this is wonderful. It is like Krishna sitting along the banks of the Jamuna with his friends in concentric circles, like a lotus, hmm, taking their lunch, lunch. And each one feels that Krishna is sitting in front of me, looking at me. Each one thinks Krishna loves me the most. And each one is right. Hmm? So this is the scene now, uh, in brief, that Brahma is zooming in on here, coming in on his swan carrier with his big intelligence, right? Four heads, swan representing intelligence also, as we explained the other day. And we come, I'll skip ahead, but because the description is just, uh, well, I've already given it, <coughs> To the eleventh verse, and this is a this is then the end of this section, and it's a very important verse. It's a long verse. The key part here is the last line. What would you be Jagnabug Balakeli? Would you be Jagnabug Balakeli? Balakeli means playing like a boy. Keli to play Bala like a boy. Who is doing that? Yagibuk. Who is Yagibuk? He is the Mahapurusha. Hmm? This is another name for the Mahapurusha. Mahapurusha is that form of a Bhagwan who resides in Brahmaloka, on the planet of Brahma. Hmm? There he is said to have a thousand heads, thousand arms, thousand thousands of them. Hmm? Uh, uh, this is. Uh, hmm. Described in the Bhagavad Gita in the 13th chapter, 13th to 14th verse, everywhere are his arms, his legs, his eyes. I said the other day, I mentioned that Dwaita had trouble with this verse from the Bhagavatam, thinking it doesn't lend itself that well to a bhakti kind of explanation. Because hmm? in bhakti, he'd be localized in one place, hmm? even though he's everywhere. Brahman is everywhere, but as Bhagwan, he's moved moving at the same time and appears localized. That's very wonderful. Hmm? So in a dream, I think Bhagavan came to him and said, no, you should understand it in this way. Hmm? The verse is saying he's everywhere because everywhere his devotees are making offerings and he's always there accepting them. Any part of the world there's some devotee and offering uh, something for his eyes, something for his ears, something for his hands, and he's there accepting. Hmm? Hmm. So 
Brahma's getting experience of this verse, as is explained, was explained to Advaita himself by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in a dream, right? Hmm? He's seeing Krishna with his friends actually eating, whereas in, 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 in Brahmaloka, well, the Yajna Purusha is there, all constantly sacrifices are being offered while he's awake. Sacrifices, sacrifices. And through the sacrificial language and ritual and so forth, he's eating. But the plate always comes back full. Hmm. <laughs> so he's eating through sacrifice. He's eating with the, the spirit of their offering. Hmm. Right? But here, what Brahma is seeing, seeing as will be described, well, it's described here, this is what he's going to see, he's actually eating and the plate's coming back half empty. In fact, what's happening is these boys are eating hmm, and they're feeding the Yagyabuk who now appears with one head and two arms, Dvibuj, and he's like a little boy. Hmm, and they're looking in their bag and they're tasting it. And they're make, tasting something think, oh, that's really good. Before they swallow it, put it on Krishna's tongue. Hmm? Now something else tastes, hmm, that's pretty good too. Not quite as good. Give that to a friend. Next. That's not quite as good. I'll eat that. Hmm? And each boy is doing that. And so it results in what any boy passes, he thinks is, is, is a little better, goes to the next, and so everybody th every, everything is the best. Hmm? And Krishna's tasting all of these things mm -hmm. through the tongues of all of the, of the devotees. And they're putting it, uh, putting it in his mouth. And then he's taking it. Yeah, that's pretty good. And my bag, what you saw to my ears, cook for me. Here, you taste. And he's pa and Brahma's seeing this. And the Yagyabuk is acting like this. And he, he, he's not sure he can put that together. Is that what's really happening here? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, as you can see, he's coming to Krishna's too, Bhagavan Swayam, that the Yagyabuk is coming out of Krishna. He only partially eats, Krishna fully eats, hmm? completely. Hmm? So this is, this is the cause of Brahma's beginning of his bewilderment. I mean, he heard, okay, this guy got liberated, that's pretty far out, are you sure about that? How'd that happen? And then he comes in and, and then then it's be, it becomes even more questionable. It was done by Krishna, and this, this is him? I mean, I met Krishna. I thought he was the avatar of Narayan, appearing to me in a particular form. Hmm? I didn't know he had a whole world of his own, his own leelas, sweetness, and so forth, that overtakes even his, his own knowing of himself, so to speak. Hmm? So he's coming into a very perplexing, bewildering, theological reality that we call uh, the, the Prem, a form of the Prem that is the Prayogen of Gaudi Rush, and it'll be the Prayogen, the Prayogen of Brahma too. So with that, we end this section. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai, Krishna Balaram ki jai, Gorbhaktavrinda ki jai, Gorbhaktavrinda Any question? Yes? I was wondering, I still can't quite grasp when you say that inside of their Madhurya, when they're looking at Krishna and it thinks that Krishna is looking at them, is Aishwarya they're experiencing Aishwarya first time? But no, no. The Aishwarya is 
that Krishna has expanded himself such that he's actually sitting behind every in front of every boy, but no boy can see him sitting next to any other boy, and each boy thinks he's sitting next to me. Now, if you're outside of that, looking at that, you're going to think, what the heck? That's pretty extraordinary. Aishvarya, Krishna has expanded himself into so many forms, like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu expanded himself into four different forms. Now, wouldn't you think that was pretty majestic, pretty extraordinary? Hmm? Right? If you saw that, I'm asking you. Yeah, but is that Rama was experiencing the boys? The boys are experiencing it from their frame. They're not experiencing that Krishna's that did this. Hmm? They, it would be ineffective if he did it. If they if they understood it, it would be ineffective. Because the effect he wanted to create was to show them, I love you the most, which is true for all of them. He wanted to show that. So to do that, his Aishvarya Shakti assisted him. But, the, but no, the boys didn't know. Each of them felt the same. I think he loves me. I think you're both right. Okay. But they didn't see this. Hmm? Now, did Brahma see it? Well, no, I would say. Brahma didn't see it either. But Sugadeva is telling us about it. it. So this happens, this kind of Aishvarya arising out of the Prem. Another example is there, of course, the obvious example is the Rasalila. Krishna expanded himself to, with each, to dance with each gopi. Each gopi thought Krishna's dancing with me. If they knew, oh, he's with everyone, <laughs> then it wouldn't, wouldn't work. So the Aishvarya is, is there in Braj. It's an aspect as I say, of Krishna. I've explained it in many ways. Uh, does that help? Yeah, so they're not experiencing it, but they're sort of like in the experience, mm-hmm. in the Aishwarya. Yeah, they're in the experience, and they're experiencing what Krishna wanted them to experience, what he wanted to accomplish by the Aishwarya. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the Aishwarya. That he was there, and the, that he expanded in front of everyone, that's Aishwarya. And that no one knew that he did, <laughs> that says Aishwarya as well. Thanks for your shakti. Hmm? Another question? Yes, Marsh. Just one question here from Marosh. So he's asking, uh, if the basis of friendship is equality, in what sense the gopas discriminated that this preparation is best, so I give it to Krishna? The equality is between Krishna and themselves. Hmm? It's not that they think everything is all equal. They don't think that they don't think that uh, water is equal to to to, to dirt, uh, or rocks are equal to trees, or one cup of food is equal to another. It's all the same. Uh, it doesn't make any difference. That seems to be what your question is arising out of. Hmm? Their equality is equals can share in confidence. They have the same experience. Hmm? I'm experiencing the same as you. We're friends. So they think that there's equality between themselves and Krishna. Now they think at the same time, yeah, but, you know, Krishna's the son of a king. We'll give him that. You know, I'm not the son of the king, but he is. We'll give him some deference in, in that regard, uh, formally, but we're equal. But they don't think puris are equal to sweet rice. <laughs> or they don't think, so they have some, some think sweet rice is better than puris. Some think puris mixed, stuffed with sweet rice are the best. <laughs> 
but maybe I didn't understand the question. Did I? That's like, like he may mean that like like the different uh, yeah, like why is like why should Krishna have the better one if we are Yeah. Why should Krishna what? Have the better, have the better one if we are equal. Why they make a difference between the quality of the preparations if they are we they were equal and they gave Krishna the best and they take themselves not the best. There was some difference there. Oh they're not equal and they have the equal tastes. Is that what you mean? No, no. <laughs> the idea of this is the best and this is not the best, so I give the best to Krishna. So that kind of creates a difference. They love him. He's their best friend. <laughs> They're giving to themselves. Hmm? He, he, he don't, they, they think he, he's the extension of myself. They, he thinks they're the extension of myself. Hmm? So it's like I have one tongue, hmm? but actually each coward boy has two tongues. So if it tastes good on this tongue, let me give it to the other tongue as well. And Krishna has one tongue and many, many tongues. Right? Another question? Yes. Last week you were talking about Dragasurila and how the coward boys wanted to enter into the mouth of the snake or the cave and Krishna didn't really want them to enter but the will of the, the desire of the coward boys over wise Krishna's will and I was wondering if this is more of a rule or an exception that the devotee's desire will be. It's more the rule. Krishna is subordinate to the will of his devotees. Hmm? Therefore, if you are blessed in such a way as to develop a, uh, a particular type of prem, then your, your will be to serve Krishna in that way. Krishna will be forced by your will to give you a form that corresponds with that hmm? and a role in his leela. Krishna is controlled by bhakti. Devotees are personification of his bhakti. This is this this we find in Golok. You're not going to find that in the same measure in Baikunta, but to some extent. Another question. I was thinking when you were talking about the Prakat Lila and how Savitris um, and entered to um, develop further, and I was thinking in connection to how. Um, a lot of uh, sadhakas consider the guru nitya-siddhas. And one could say, if the guru is a nitya-siddha, that one would be coming in touch with those higher developments. Um, and so you could say, well, if, if the gurus are nitya-siddhas, then the necessity of entering the Prakatila. I suppose someone could argue like that, but I don't think that um, it holds up that well because the um, the guru is in a sadhaka deha, not in a, 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 a body that corresponds with his herbav in the leela and conducting themselves in that way. So how you're going to conduct yourself in a sadhaka deha is going to be different than how you conduct yourself in the siddha deha. And so it's the way one conducts oneself in the Siddhadeya and having direct experience of that in the context of the Leela that one would um, gain through that association, that type of intensity. And, for that matter, 
if your guru is a nitisiddha, he teaches you, like Rupa Goswami did, that you should take birth in the Prakat Leela. Hmm. Now, there's something to be said uh, to think of the guru as a nitisiddha. Sometimes this was an emphasis in Gaudiya Mat because the guru is a representative of Krishna, and Krishna is a siddha, but um, uh, we should think, we should not think uh, we should not think that the Nitya Siddha is more perfect than the Sadhana Siddha, for that matter. Mm-hmm. Siddha means Siddha, and Prabhupada emphasized that point. Um, and indeed, uh, Sanatana Goswami makes an argument in Brihad Bhagavatamri that the, siddha, the Sadhana Siddha is better because his love's been tested in relation to Prahlad. So this is, this is just an argument to make so that we don't think a sadhana siddha is somehow less than a nitya siddha. And while some disciples may think their guru is a nitya siddha, I haven't found too many gurus that thought they were nitya siddhas. Let's take Prabhupada, for example. Uh, you know, most of his disciples think he's a nitya siddha, but whenever he was asked, he repeatedly explained himself as a sadhana siddha, as did Bhakti Thakur, as did Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. But it really, it's just academic argument, because siddha means cooked ready. <laughs> it's prepared. Edible. Mm-hmm. What else? Another question? All right, we stop there. Sri Brahma Mohan Leela Ki Jai. Dauji Gopal Ki Jai. Bhakti Binu Paribar Ki Jai. Bodhi Vaishnav Guru Parampara Ki Jai. Anandakuri Vaishnav Vrinda Ki Jai. Gaur Bhakti Vrindaki, Gaur Premanandi. Guru Maharaj. Chai.